Hey Dynamic Tribe, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Real and Unscripted Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rewire Dynamics, a no BS podcast that brings you targeting, results-driven conversations on training leadership and business topics. All right, here we are, real and unscripted. And so Kim and I were talking yesterday and we had this profound (laughs) topic we wanted to talk about that was around leadership. And then we're like, all right, let's record our podcast. And now neither one of us know anything, but it was about leadership. Right. (laughs) So we are. You should have wrote it down. (laughs) Right. So we decided we're just going to hit record. And then hopefully it's going to come around or come about or. You know what? Maybe we'll go down some other rabbit hole and have some other profound. Yeah. Who knows? You don't know. But we both know we want to talk about leadership because (laughs) it's very prevalent to society right now and to what's going on in our own lives um, personally. So. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we're talking basically about toxic leadership, you know, how how people get put into these positions and or or you have leaders that are not capable of escorting those out that are being toxic in certain situations um or they're coming in and hiring internally people that are toxic to the environment but they think they have no other options and so yeah there's that too you know how many how many of our listeners obviously i have been in many places where there's toxic leadership um, and not to even say that my own way of leadership was perfect. Um, I think that we shift and change and as we learn and grow and be mindful of, you know, how, how we interact with other people, right? Having some compassion and empathy. We talk a lot about that within rewired dynamics and kind of putting your ego aside, but you know, there's so many levels. There's so many dimensions to who we become over time through usually poor leadership, right? So how many times are you influenced by somebody who's just a bully in your workspace? It depends on the generational leadership Mm -hmm. because what I've noticed over my previous career is that the industry I was in, there was so much old school leadership still left that was you know the ironclad fist and do or else and threaten and everything of that nature Mm -hmm. so it was like bullying tactics right style leadership and that's what i grew up in most of my industry so i was always looking for that better leadership Mm -hmm. and so often what i was finding was I got away from some of that leadership and then got into a different style of leadership that wasn't any better. And, and so much of it was ego, Mm -hmm. um, not knowing how to get out of their own way, thinking they knew everything because they had the leadership or they owned the business. Right. You know, and the biggest stranglehold in any business is going to always be the ownership. Yes. Always change my mind as they always say. Mm -hmm. I challenge anybody on that one because no business will grow, evolve, innovate, become better 
if the ownership isn't willing to get out of their own way, get drop the ego and think they know it all just because they invested the money. Right. right. Well, just because you invest the money and have the money doesn't make you smart. Well, that's, let's, well, yeah, I mean, that's doesn't make you a leader. Money. It doesn't make you anything. It's no, give you anything but the ability to buy. Something. You can't buy leadership. No, no, you cannot. But you can certainly buy the resources to make you. An oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking about being that person that has the solution. You know, you're working in that space, but yet you're taking the time to grow yourself. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you're coming across a solution mm -hmm. and you're second guessing yourself on approaching the people that can make the decision to have a better solution for their team. Right. Right. So, so now you as a team lead or whatever you're doing and you're like, man, this is just not working, but I can't get upper management to offer any kind of training that I think would work. And you know, maybe rewire dynamics is that thing for your business or your team or your company that you think, man, I'm just, I'm too low on the pole to, to approach my, my boss or whatever that may be. Keep approaching, keep being that squeaky wheel, because whether it's us or another program that you're looking into, here's your message. Be bold and going and asking, because the more that you ask, they're never going to know if you don't approach it. And so you're going to keep dealing with toxic people. You're going to keep having this turnover of people, of really good people that you can't afford to lose because you're putting up with toxic, right? Instead of taking something and taking a tool or taking something to your boss that, that is a proven system to help with communication, to help with, you know, working through hard things, right? hard conversations, being able to bring a healthy challenge. Absolutely. And so often I see this, I think we're getting on it now. So often I see, I'll, I'll go into a business that has a stout reputation, mm -hmm. right? They're successful, they're this, they're that. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm listening to a phone ring for, I don't know, 20, 22, 24 times. I'm looking at people in the office that are on their computer, not on the phone, and they're not answering the phone, and they're leaving it for the counter person, if you will, to answer that call. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, if I was on the other side of the phone, number one, I wouldn't let it go for 22 times. Right. I would hang up. Right. I'd be pissed off, and it's like, yeah, I'm not calling, I'm not calling that back. business again. Right. Right. But yet this company has a reputation of being very good mm -hmm. at what they do. Okay. Just because you're very good at what you do and that's your reputation, your reputation is only going to take you so far. Right. Because then the people are going to start dabbling their toe in the water. Hey, I want to try this business. I want to see what they're about. And now you just let the phone ring for 22 times or there's nobody at the counter mm -hmm. or you know, the information, you're bashing another business, yep. right? Because that other business copied this or did this. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to me how much help even the most successful business truly needs. Well, how, and, how and, much, and are they even aware? Do how, they even yeah. know? How much is perception? You talked about, you just said, you know, 
what if what if they think that they're being copied are they really or is it your perception because maybe you know your product's not that good i think it's perception and threat yes i think that when other businesses enter a market that you're in and they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're doing it better which is why they got into business because they found a problem and made it better then i think so many businesses start slinging mud instead of going back to the drawing table going to their creative team going to their innovative team saying hey we got to get better at this because this solution came out how can we even improve upon this solution and maybe fix another one so the creativity but you know where the creativity starts it starts with the people that they're not looking at it starts with the staff that's on the front lines in the trenches that you know because oh because you only work a press or you're only hourly or you know you just started here you don't really know anything yet they they don't ever listen to the ideas and that's where some of the most brilliant ideas are going to come from is the people that are doing it every single day mm-hmm. but leadership has this tendency to think that because they're in the role and they work their way up the ranks that they're almost borderline feel like they're better than everybody else and i don't want to portray that to everybody because that's not really what i'm saying but it's it's almost like they discount or disregard those that are in the ranks where they once were Mm -hmm. instead of understanding that hey i was there i remember coming across these problems because some leaders are so focused on getting to that leadership position that almost like they forget where they came from. And I think that even goes for ownership. There's, when you have toxic people and especially toxic leadership, mm-hmm. why are you holding on to those people to just sit and wait to mm-hmm. hire the right person? Because you're causing a lot of damage while you sit there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have anybody to step up and do the job then. You step up. up If if you're the one working overtime and working, you know, 20 hours in a day and sleeping for it, well, guess what? You you own the business. You started the business. And if that's what you got to do, well, now you're portraying yourself as a strong leader. You're showing the team that you're willing to go to the length. And what's going to happen is if you – if you create it or starting to create that culture, your team is going to come to you and say, hey, listen, Mr. Boss, um, you've been working really hard and I don't think you should be doing this. Let us step up. Let us help out. Can we when you have created that culture and and I've I've been blessed enough in my career previous career where I've had those where guys would take the broom out of my hand, they'd take the mop out of my hand, they'd pull the rig out of my hand, they'd grab the window cleaner, Mm -hmm. what have you, because I was doing that because I just always felt that I will never ask any of my teammates to do anything I wasn't willing to do. 
So I always did the, I always was cleaning and doing this and doing that, but I had team members that would come off and they would pull it and say, you've got better things to do. Right. Right. I think, and I, and I didn't argue with them. I did at the beginning, but then it was, it, I got out of my own way mm -hmm. and I set aside my ego and it's like, all right, I'll, I'll just, I'll do something that will help them be even better at their job because they're willing to give me the time. Well, you're talking really about leading by example, right? So <clears throat> there's two ways to lead by example. Unfortunately, there's the shitty way of leading by example, <laughs> or there's what you just said, that leading by example of, you know, integrity of doing what you're supposed to do when nobody is watching. And when you're the boss of something or when you're the team leader of something or you know, you have to be willing to put in the work when nobody's watching you in order for it to be successful. And I think that has a lot, you know, that goes hand in hand with personal development and, and learning your your skill as a as a skilled leader. You should be able to have conversation with anybody on your team, whatever that team is, home, family, like it doesn't matter. And you can say this because I'm going to say this and then you run with it. Just because you're in a leadership role and you attain a leadership role does not mean you arrive. That's, I think, where all the work starts. It's oh, when you have yes. got the position. So you already know. So go ahead. Well, I think, <laughs> you know, even speaking military, but this, this, okay. So I know there's going to be some veterans out there that are listening to this. How many people have been promoted before they were ready to be promoted? Because they're just good at what they do. Well, because they've taken all the tests and they have the paperwork and they have, so what? What does that mean? It's, I'm, it's awesome that people want to go to school and be having a higher education. That's great. But there's so many people that get stuck thinking that they need to have all of those things in order to be a good leader or to be successful. And that's not the case. So unfortunately you have a lot of people in the world that are getting promoted who are not qualified. They are not qualified to stand in those positions. And if you think you are more qualified than them and your feelings are hurt because they got promoted, then you need to raise your game. Instead of putting them down, why don't you lead by example and teach them what you know? Doesn't mean that you have to like it, but guess what? They're in charge. So until they step on their own crank and they make their own, you know, bad choices, the last thing you want to do is be that guy or girl that said, well, I had all the skills to train them, but I just didn't like them. Don't be that person because you don't know where that person is in their life and you don't speak their language. So help them to be better than they were when they got there, because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And how many times have you had that happen to you? Oh, yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Like it still happens. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, all right, that makes sense. I mean, if we're, <laughs> we're going to talk personal, I can't tell you how many times I was probably passed over or didn't even have a chance at because I didn't have that stupid piece of paper right? called a diploma or a degree. Mm -hmm. I have a diploma. I didn't have the degree, mm -hmm. so I didn't have the book smarts, but I had the experience, which would, which in my mind, would outweigh because 
what that most people learn in school I have access to mm-hmm. on Google. And sometimes at a better level. Right. Because I'm learning it from people who are actually doing it every single day. Yeah. Not, and I'm not dissing teachers here, but I believe there's a lot of teachers and professors out there that do that and switch to that field because they couldn't make it in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole adage of A students teach and B students start working for C students. Right, right. Hmm. You know, I was a C student most of my life because I was always, I was the guy in class that was like, why does this matter to me? Mm-hmm. Because I already know I want to own a business. I already know some of the paths I want to take, and this is completely irrelevant right. to me. Outside of teaching structure, which they did a really poor job with that, <laughs> you know, yeah. honestly, most of my education and, and a lot of where my personal development happened has been through searching on Google and getting programs by people who were experts and still doing not just i couldn't make it so i'm going to teach and and we've talked about that study Mm -hmm. or that survey in entrepreneur magazine about people learning how to be entrepreneurs in college which is just baffling to me (laughs) when it's not a thing. <laughs> when when most of the staff was, it was under 60% had life experience as entrepreneurs. Well, I, if I'm going to pay an education to teach me how to be an entrepreneur, then I want 100% of that faculty that has done it and has lost miserably and been successful miserably at the same time. I think entrepreneur is... Oh, it's a beautiful word, but it's a it's more attitude than something tangible that you can go to school for. Because oh, yeah. there are many ways to be an entrepreneur. Look at the lemonade days. It just happened. May 1st, lemonade day. Mm-hmm. How many little tiny entrepreneurs out? They don't even know what that means. They just know that they're doing something that provides a value to their community. And they're reaping the benefits when they get a dollar for a glass of lemonade. And usually those proceeds go towards something that they care about. That's the entrepreneur spirit. I don't think that you can put a title on it and sell it because that's what a university is doing. They're selling you something that is completely bullshit. It's a business. So there's your rule that you have to go to college to be an entrepreneur. That is the most backwards bullshit thing I've ever heard in my life. Remind our listening audience what a rule. Oh is. yeah, that's a bullshit rule that's oh, been yeah. given down from generations of disbelief or belief or however you want to put it on, just spinning of words, spinning of things. Now, I want my doctor to go to school and learn how to be a doctor. Oh yes, please. I want my lawyer to go. To oh yes, please. To yep. Law. To f- Fly so, a plane I mean, to do all of them. Like yeah, that. absolutely. Yep. But anything else engineers, what is the freaking point? Seriously. What is the point? Do you really have to go to school to learn how to be a teacher? No. No, and, and you know, I don't even want to go down this one, but I'm just gonna say well, one thing is that society has a belief 
that you have to have some sort of higher uh, education of something like, okay, of something in order to be an educator of children or people in general. Um, no, that that's a money making business right there, because how often has somebody that's bright eyed and bushy tailed and gone to college to be a teacher? Let's say they went to college to be an art teacher or a music teacher. Because why? Because they love the creative. They love that creative piece, that inspirational piece, the expressive piece. And then they go into an institution called the education and they're pigeonholed into only doing what I tell you to do. And that's why teachers are so sad because they're not allowed to be expressive and to teach and to have fun with learning. I can learn anything I want about music theory by Googling it and I'll find all kinds of experts out there that have been doing it for years that teach music theory. You know where teachers are going now because most education is virtual? They're becoming tutors mm -hmm. because they get to express their fun of learning. Or they're creating courses and putting them on the platforms that are available for people like, I don't know, us. People that want to learn and don't want to go through the education system. And, and I guess in a way I'm kind of distanced this in the education system because I don't agree with much of it. You know, when my kids all have the ability to graduate early, I told them all to get the hell out. And I did as well with my son. Because yeah. I didn't want them ruined any more than they already were. Mm -hmm. And Okay, so let's bring it full circle. Right? <laughs> so we're talking about leadership. Yeah, I don't know how we got here on leadership, well, but it kind of yeah, goes hand it was in all, hand. It was all about education, right? Educating right? yourself. Um, this is your call to wake up. This is your wake up call for anybody out there that thinks they're a leader because we all should be and, and, and period in life, just well, absolutely. Being I mean, a leader, everybody's a leader you can be a leader in anything. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think leadership is, is a skill set that is imperative in life, whether you hold a title of leadership and have a team of people in the regular career organization type persona, that's besides the point. If you are a father or a mother, you are a leader. If you have a group of friends that look up to you, you are a leader. If you have one person, one, that you are caring for or mentoring in any way, shape, or form, you are now a leader. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you are teaching and coaching and showing, and you're doing all of that based on the level at which you are. We should always be striving to be the best version of ourselves every single day. And do we screw up? Yep. Do we go backwards sometimes? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. But our our whole point is to continue ever-growing progression every single day. Because there's no reason why you can't be better in the next hour 
than you were the last hour. There's no reason why you can't be better in the next five minutes than you were the last five minutes or better today than you were yesterday. You're already aware of the mistakes that are being made. Stop pointing fingers at everything. Just be freaking accountable for something once in your life, right? Don't jump on this whole bandwagon of the bullshit that goes out on society because somebody did something and now we're going to jump on that bandwagon and crucify society for somebody's mistake that they made that they should be holding responsible. We don't hold people responsible for anything anymore. And we blame, we blame all the outside environment that have nothing to do with it because we can go story after story, after story, after story, after story of people that were living in absolute shambles that are highly successful today and nothing, their environment didn't stop them. Mm-hmm. So why do we use it as a fucking excuse all the time? That's just bullshit. Oof. I, I, and yeah, get him started. He's a one that joy. <laughs> so just a few minutes left. And I'm glad that you said that there at the end, because I was listening to a mentor talk the other day about you know, these blocks that we have in our life, right? These these learning blocks, these things that don't allow us to keep going. And I think that when you grow up with so much information, so much rule, right? All the rules of your life. Yep. Don't do this. You can't do that. You're not supposed to do this. Don't dream. Don't, don't think for yourself. Don't believe that. Don't follow that person. Okay. So we implore you to think for yourself, first of all, and to challenge everything. But think about this. There are people that grow up with nothing on the other side of the, of the world. Nothing. They have, you know, dirt floors and no electricity. They finally have the opportunity to get into a city. They are fascinated with, you know, computers and learning that they can talk to somebody on the other side of the world. They end up developing a software company that ends up making them multi-billionaires with zero education. Elon Musk is a perfect example of somebody who grew something with no education, no formal education. He taught himself everything he knows. He just refuses to believe the bullshit rules that the world has set out. So if you're an educator and you're a teacher, I, we challenge you to do it the way that you're supposed to do it. There's two words. There's really two words our listening audience need to latch on to and ask all the time. Why not? Mm-hmm. If somebody's telling you that you can't do something, your, your immediate response is, why not? Who says? Right. Because your idea is your idea. They don't see it the way you do. They are not looking through the same lens. So you know what? Innovation, invention, everything that you look at in the room that you're in right now started out as an idea by somebody saying, why not? So just go do. Stop worrying about everybody else's fucking opinion because that's all it is, is their damn opinion. Go make shit happen. Ask yourself, why not? Challenge everything. Don't be a dick about it. But challenge everything. Yeah, be and the, be the we, leader. We need you. Yeah. We need you to be bold and draw the line in the sand and be the leader, right? Because those are leaders. 
People follow, people go, if he can do it, I can do it. And that's how we're going to impact this world. That's how we're going to change this world is by drawing our foot in the sand and saying, bullshit, why not? Why can't I? Why Why not me? Think of those you're going to inspire. Man. So, so be the leader you wish to see in the world. And that's it. That's all we got. Love you guys. And we will see you next episode. Dynamic Tribe, thank you for tuning in this week for another episode of Real and Unscripted Podcast brought to you by Rewired Dynamics. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please make sure to visit our website, rewireddynamics.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and never miss an episode.